0: Hello beautiful souls, I'm Lisa Stroda. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Tell Me Your Story. I hope you get some motivation, inspiration, and value from this podcast. You can find me at lswellnessqc.com where you can sign up for my newsletter and you can get a dose of weekly inspiration along with an audio file about five people who persevered and got the lives they wanted. I look forward to connecting with you on the Tell Me Your Story Facebook page. And you can find me on Instagram at Tell Me Your Story Podcast. Send me a message and take a picture of your podcast player listening to us and tag me on your Instagram stories and I'll be happy to repost you. Hello, beautiful souls. I am sitting here today with Laura McKay, a mental health technician with Strategic Behavioral Health in Bettendorf, Iowa, and a relapse prevention volunteer in Scott County Jail. I've known Laura for quite a few years, and her sto- I know her story, and I want you to know her inspirational story. Welcome Laura to the Tell Me Your Story podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Lisa. It's an honor to be here with you today.
0: Oh, thank you. And can you tell tell me, you know, how did you begin your journey, your health and wellness journey? How did that begin? Yeah. And how did Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. Um My journey started after a long struggle with drugs and alcohol from a very, very early age. Um, I went to numerous treatment centers, and every time there was a brief period of sobriety, um, my first go-to was health and wellness and eating better and just a shift Uh, But when you're struggling with the disease of addiction, those things are very easily forgotten. So my go-to after coming home from treatment for the last time was getting into something that would take my mind off of things and keep me busy and help me work towards a goal. And so initially, my health and wellness journey began with just learning more about my body and getting in, in tune with listening to it and not just lifting weights, um, but also, you know, feeling the joints and learning about what happens when you put certain foods in your body and how certain things go together. And just wellness as a whole is integrating all different aspects of your life together to create one um, journey forward for yourself. And, and so wellness for me, really is, is a journey that I'm still learning about regularly and how all different aspects of your health create a better and more sound individual, spiritually, mentally, physically, all different realms.
0: hmm hmm Yeah. They all work synergistically and, um, yeah, they all, one affects the other. So now did, This prompted you to want to become a mental health technician.
1: I, I think that um, the mental health technician for me is just a is a stepping stone. I am on mm-hmm. a, a, a journey, <laughs> just like everything else. Um, I am continuously learning. I am finishing my undergrad right now. and pursuing the graduate school program to become a clinical mental health counselor. So a mental health technician for me right now directly involves me with behavioral health patients and keeps me right at the forefront of people that are still struggling to make a new beginning, that are still struggling um, to find what happens next for them to get on a positive path of whatever of health and wellness and sometimes um, that has to shift and things have to change and people have to make different choices and, and I get to work I'm very very grateful and fortunate that I get to work right at the forefront with these people that are that are trying to seek help and make some of those changes um, I think that it all, Comes back to the point for me spiritually that I didn't die in the middle in the midst of my uh, drug and alcohol disease for a reason, and to me that reason has always been helping other people. If if I was so gracefully saved by the powers that be, um, what was my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? There's a there's a reason, and what is it? And for me, that reason was until I had my daughter, I firmly believed that my reason was to just help one person. If I could be of service um, to a higher power, what what is that? And that's if I could just help one person stay alive because you cannot, you cannot rehabilitate a dead person, and I think that every life is worth saving. So that was my purpose and and just getting my my foot in the door in whatever capacity, was kind of where my journey has led me. I've, I've been in a few places. Very fortunate to work with some wonderful people that has led me to this point now. And I, and the position I'm currently in, I watched them build this hospital. Um, being so close to the fitness center that we we both go to, um, I watched yeah. them build this, and there was such a strong need in the community for it. And the whole Midwest, um, it's just wonderful to 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 be a part of of that project now and trying to be a part of the solution and figure out what that looks like for the mental health community, uh, in the area.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. One, that's one, that's great. That's now to, when you got to that point of no, of finding your purpose of knowing that if you could help one person that now what took you, what was that bridge that took you from, um, say addiction, into sobriety and then sobriety into, uh, your purpose.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Was there anything? Oh, uh, well, specific?
1: I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically there is a, uh, there's a judge I had been in and out of uh, jail and in and out of treatments and you just have to surrender at some point. And I had you know, oodles of family members that just absolutely, we're not willing to give up on me. So so first and foremost, there's no right or wrong way to deal with substance use and your loved ones that are struggling with it. There has to be a surrender and there has to be a time where they are desperate enough that they don't want to live that life anymore. Mm-hmm. And for me, that moment came, uh, there, there's a judge and her name is Cheryl Trom. And she is uh, the woman who I give quite a bit of credit to. Uh, she was the last person that uh, made me stay in jail. She said, uh, "At my, my parents showed up to a, a hearing of mine and said, um, they've been trying to get me into treatment. And she looked at me and she looked at my parents and she said, uh, she's not a hard criminal. This girl needs help. So you can mm-hmm. stay and you can sit here until you're ready to go to this facility that your family has been trying to get you to go to. So I was um, encouraged by my family and court ordered by, by <laughs> this judge to, uh-huh. to get to this treatment center. So I had, I had to sit there long enough um, to, I had to go through physical withdrawals of, of detox from opiates And I had to wait to do an assessment over the phone with this facility six hours away. And then I had to wait for a bed to be open. So that gave me, I believe a very firm foundation of honestly, it was a lot of fear. I didn't ever want to feel that way again. I didn't ever want to feel those physical symptoms again. So she, Mm -hmm. she really catapulted me into another realm of surrender um so that was that first thing that drove me to get to the next step to the next step. It's a lot of little steps for me. There was no, you know, burning bush moment. It was a lot of a little thing here, a little mm-hmm. thing here, a little thing here is a spiritual experience for me along the way. And then after that um I connected which I ended up going to treatment and I ended up staying over on that side of the state for quite some time. After that when I came home Um, There was a woman starting a nonprofit organization. And this story to me, uh, unfortunately, sometimes I forget it, but this part of my journey is so, so, so important to me. This woman um, helped me believe in in a spiritual life a little bit more just by my relationship with her alone. She was starting a Mm -hmm. nonprofit organization to raise awareness for overdose uh, death prevention. And I didn't know it at the time. So I'd met with her a couple of times. I wanted to get involved. They said, this is it. This is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to be doing for now. And mm-hmm. that too, again, was just a little stepping stone towards my towards where I continued to work towards. And she uh, and I began working together with another, with uh, including a group of amazing, amazing people that had been affected. She had the president of the nonprofit lost her son to an opiate overdose several years before, and th- and that became her calling. She really wanted to raise awareness, and again, just a great reminder for me that there is no right or wrong way to um, addressing your loved ones that struggle with addiction because she did it one way my parents did it another way and and other parents did it another way and it really is up to the person um that is struggling to make that change and the the moral of that story was that uh we ended up working together for quite a few years raising a lot of awareness working in the capital to uh, bring light to the good samaritan law for, to uh, permit a lay person to carry narcan to reverse an overdose uh, not uh-huh. just first responders. And and we really catapulted that work and did a lot of cool stuff with that. I'm so grateful for that. Moral of that story is um, she lost her son. I didn't know. I didn't think I knew her son, but after some time spending with this woman, it had turned out actually that um, her son and his wife were the first people that I ever used heroin with. So the, the world works in mysterious ways. And that really came back full circle, circle for me, my um, abuse of opiates started with them. And then mm-hmm. some years later, now I'm working with this woman to, to help others and save some lives and, and bring awareness and educate and really eliminate that stigma of substance use um, because it really does affect a majority of people yet. A majority of people don't want to talk about it. So mm-hmm. after I had done that for, for a year, year, uh, five years, um, my journey through I went back to school and I started getting into it was it's really apparent in the Midwest that if you want to make um, a bigger impact in mental health, you really have to have an education under your belt. So it was important for me to get back to school and really um, get a, a better educational foundation to add to my ex, uh, experience resume, if you will. So I uh-huh. went back to school and that got, was helped me get my foot in the door in some great positions um, that have taught me so much not only in mental health substance abuse spiritually holistically there's a great treatment center locally that is um, a unity point affiliate right now that's over in Milan and and they taught me so much about a lot of things and just a really that was the first step professionally for me in mental health and just I'm forever grateful for, for that staff out there and that facility. And so just one baby step after another continues to lead me to the next place where I, I think the universe wants me to be. And, and that's not a a prideful thing. That's just me asking for, uh, for myself to be removed. So therefore I can help mm-hmm. people in whatever way possible. And it's also taught me a lot about how to be the best mom possible without, um, expecting perfection
0: either. And I, I find that everyone's stories, you know, things kind of intertwine. And, um, you know, it's not just a, like a, a straight route or um, there's, you know, all these, like you said, all these little moments that, you know, could propel you forward. And sometimes you don't know why. Uh, these, some of these things happen or, but then you, as you look back, you figure out, oh, that's why that happened. Or that's, uh, Mm. that's why I was placed (laughs) there in that situation. And, and then people coming into your life and Mm. that, like Mm -hmm. that judge, I mean, that judge that knew that, I mean, what a testament to her too, to, um.
1: Yes, yeah, so to say, you touched did. on a few things. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I actually had the opportunity to meet her again last year at a banquet, and it was one of the most spiritual moments for me um, in sobriety was to be able to see this woman and to go up to her and know that A, she doesn't see a lot of people that she, you know, she doesn't know what happens to a lot of people she deals with. And I'm sure she gets a lot Mm -hmm. of grief for what she does. Um, But it was a a very important amends for me to make to be able to go up to that woman and say, You probably don't remember me. And that's okay. But I want you to know that you were a part of the tribe that saved my life. And she cried and I cried and I gave her a hug. And I actually got the opportunity to speak at that banquet and I got to acknowledge her again. And then. Uh, I got to vote for her on the ballot this year for uh, circuit circuit judges. So that was just a really cool moment awesome. for me. And I'm so, 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 so grateful for her. And you uh, had mentioned, um, you know, people coming into our lives and this journey is not straightforward and it's a, it's different for everybody and uh, addiction or not addiction, you know, a spiritual journey is something that, that we all could benefit from riding on whatever that looks like and, not knowing why things happen or that what why people come in our lives you know things that work out things that don't work out and for me i found that the the most peace comes in the fact that i don't have to know mm-hmm. and that my journey is different from everybody's and it's all about finding the similarities versus the differences. I could have a conversation with you and point out every reason that we are different and that we have no reason to be friends. Or I could choose to look at all the ways we are similar or what I could learn from you and and be grateful for that. It's just about a perspective of, of thinking and a new way of thinking. And and for me, as long as I continue mm-hmm. not to uh, bring drugs and alcohol into my life, I have the opportunity to do these things. I have the uh, I have the gratitude and all of these things in a, in a hard shift in that thinking. And, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And those people that come into our lives, um, I think that there's, there's a reason for all of it and what can be taken away from it. There, there's uh, I am not, I'm not angry today about how my life has gotten me to where I am now, because everything that's happened has got me to the, to the woman I am today and continue to grow to be, um, you know, life still happens and mistakes still happen. And, and I have amends that I make, uh, on a regular basis, uh, God willing, but, uh, it's a, it's a grateful journey and I can, I can look mm-hmm. at people in the eye today. And that's, that's one of the best parts about it.
0: That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. That Testament. And, and I've, I have said too, that we could find a million things to disagree with, but I'm sure there's like 2 million things that we can agree with or that we have in common with someone. And, um, and if, and if we really can't think of what we have in common with someone, I, what can we learn from that person or, you know, their experience? And, and when I started this podcast, um, I want to, I, I, you know, everyone's going to have different opinions about different things, but I'm I'm more interested in the journey and how people got to where they are at. And uh, you have mentioned the spiritual aspect of all of this and the surrendering. And I think that's uh, very important that is surrendering. And and I think that's very hard to do in many situations, whether it could be an addiction and finding sobriety or um, just if you're on a path and you really can't see where it's going. And you say if if there you know, if you believe in a higher power and you surrender to that higher power and say do with you know, do what you want with me, whatever is your will. I'm open to that Mm -hmm. and put, um, and be put on that path. Um, that is just a beautiful Testament. So can you talk about a little bit about how the pandemic has affected mental health and Mm. stress and how to deal with it during this pandemic?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think first and foremost, the biggest thing that I have taken out of this is uh, gratitude. Uh, Gratitude for a lot of things and removing some of the things in our lives that kept us going at the speed of light. You know, we live in a culture and a society of do, do, Mm -hmm. do at this point in time. We're moving so fast. Things You know, technology opens up so many realms uh, that it's unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. And and for me, uh, the pandemic really, I had the opportunity to slow down. I had an opportunity to live a more simple life, which to me, that was always, always a goal of mine was to live a more simple life and to find balance. Balance is one of my life words. And uh, again, nothing I talk about. Is insinuating perfection, mm-hmm. but it does offer progress to the end goal. I think the idea for me that I believe in is when you know, you don't know, and when you don't know, then you know. And the pandemic has just brought a lot of great things. Uh, mental health has catapulted into this technological realm of telehealth. Mm-hmm. And uh, the opportunity for in support groups, peer, like peer uh, spirituality groups, you know, whether that be churches, 12 steps, um, holistic yoga, everything is catapulted to this telehealth mm-hmm. uh, or, or Zoom or Skype or any of those platforms. And uh, I've had the opportunity to see how that can help people that would never have the opportunity to me had it not been for this digital platform that we're utilizing yeah there's something mm-hmm. that happens you know energies don't transfer over computers i believe that there's something that happens when you have two human beings or more face to face there's an yes. energetic connection on a realm uh that that cannot be replaced um but i have seen some people get together through this virtual platform you know, people in Hawaii working with people in New Hampshire right. or I have acquaintances in Australia and uh, Dublin. Mm-hmm. I I have the opportunity to get on some onto some platforms with people all over and to see the, the similarities again and, and not the differences in people. So there has been downfalls. Uh, a lot, a lot of people are struggling. You know, if, if there's people that are looking to start this journey, uh, during the pandemic, by golly, I commend those people because it is, is a very big struggle to hold to hold yourself accountable when you are stuck, uh, for a better lack of terms, in your home, yep. um, not seeing people, people, you know, how easier it is to say, screw it, I'm going to do not the right thing versus moving forward, putting one foot in front of the other. Uh, but there is a lot of things to be grateful for during this time. Shout out to my grandma. I miss hugging her like crazy, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isolation is really hard for everyone. Yeah, uh, it's been. I remember when when it started. Oh, it'll only be about two weeks. Well, now we're in. You know, so many months later, and uh, it's it's really. Uh, hard. Um, and it, it could really, yeah. Take a, take a toll on everyone. And even more so if you're, if you're dealing with, uh, uh depression and domestic violence and, uh, you know, I remember in the beginning people, mm-hmm. Oh, you could just stay at home. Isn't that great? You could well when home isn't safe. that. That isn't a good thing. So, um, so I know that you have a little one, and um, that's yes, yes. yes. And uh, so, how let's talk about motherhood, and you know, how is how has uh, motherhood and like in the pandemic and isolation and having a small child and and working on you know your own journey of sobriety how is how is that all uh you know worked out and um can you talk a little bit about that all those?
1: Certainly. Well, well. First of all, say because I get I go off on tangents of gratitude <laughs> when I talk about my daughter, and so before before I talk about all the greatness that occurs, I will uh-huh. say that it is regularly a struggle. Um, I, I am a perfectionist, and so when things don't go right, um, it, I have to bring myself back and remember. Just like everything else, um, I don't have to be perfect for her. I just have to do the next right thing, and we often struggle. Um, I I often fail. I often you know miss. I miss uh, an ener- I miss something um, that could have gone better. Um, but just like everything else, I choose to look at all the great things that have happened during this pandemic for my relationship with my daughter. You know, um, the homeschooling hybrid. I would, I'm a healthcare worker, so I never stopped working, and so trying to make that work. Um by golly, again, I'm so grateful for my village that was there for me through my journey because my aunt has the opportunity to now be there for my daughter as, as much as she was there for me mm-hmm. back then. And so we had a setup. Um, it really taught us uh, more, uh, more consistency. Um, it taught me I had this idea that I had <laughs> this resentment towards myself. I wanted to homeschool my daughter and teach her things that I thought that the school system in America was missing. Mm-hmm. And I have such a strong appreciation for te- for teachers now. And it's taught me patience. Before she was born, I knew, I absolutely knew that patience would be one of the big things that she teaches me and still continues to do. Uh, but there's just so much more to it. You know, we have really been able to be grateful for what we have at home. And it's not just go, 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 bye, bye, bye. It's not stretching yourself as thin and just enjoying the little things that you have in your home. And even if it's not much, because materialistically we don't really have that much, but we have so much, um, between the two of us, even on the days we struggle, we still fought, there's still something, you know, we do experiments. We do, we watch movies. We learn, we learn so much mm-hmm. and she teaches me so much. So, so I, I think my journey you know, not to reflect on what I'll never know, but my journey would look so much differently if, if she was not a, a part of my life and, and a part of this pandemic with me. I, I, who knows what would have happened? I don't need to know. But um, motherhood has definitely been a struggle through the pandemic. And I, I, my heart goes out to mothers that have more than one child because <laughs> I struggle with one. I can't imagine. I can't imagine, you know, three or four and, and homeschooling and that dynamic and what that looks like. Those are my heroes. Those moms mm-hmm. are my heroes. Um but but she uh she has definitely been my light. Um, we've just connected on a whole simpler level and, and I'm so grateful for that.
0: Uh yeah. It and it, it you were to mention the homeschooling thing. I don't know what I would do if I had to homeschool or zoom school, <laughs> my kids um, that's I really have a lot of, uh, you know, just uh, respect if the, and for what the moms are going through that the parents are going through uh, during this pandemic and trying to figure all that out and, uh, and deal with that. And like you said, everything isn't perfect, but to give yourself grace when you make mistakes or just, you know, when it's not perfect. And that's a really big, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, step. That's something that sometimes I have to remind myself too. (laughs) And, uh, but can you,
1: yeah. And I will say that it's a, it's a top. No, go ahead. It's a topic that people struggle with, but the but the grace isn't mine. The grace comes from my higher power. Mm-hmm. My grace comes from God, and no matter you know no matter what higher power people connect with, that's a journey that people go to on their own. Um, I I strongly 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 encourage people to go on that journey on their own, and and a lot of that for me came through my experiences with nature and and uh, a naturalistic culture approach. Uh-huh. Um, to finding that. And and that journey, that journey's inward, not outward, by the way. Mm -hmm. And that grace doesn't come from, from me at all. That, that that grace definitely comes from powers outside of myself, because if it was my power, I would be controlling and and perfection and, and uh, it would be a catastrophe and I would be putting out fires uh, rather than, rather than enjoying the fire, if you will.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So Now, where can people find help during the pandemic? Is there, I know you said you talked about uh, Zoom calls as support groups, um, since they're not doing support groups in person. Unless.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about mental health is that the, the resources are there uh, there's just, uh, unfortunately there's not one directory that you go, okay, I have depression, you know, um, I need peer support. You know, I don't know what I need. There should be a whole manual about, I don't know what I need. Where can I mm-hmm. find help? Um, the technological platform, I have always cursed it and then said all the, the things that, oh, technology ruins so much. But, uh, during this time, it's been a huge, 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 huge blessing. Uh, zoom, you know, if you're looking for, uh, professional mental health services—we um, are there. There's uh, a lot of great um, services. Uh, chemical dependency; these places are really shifting into still being able to do their jobs and be of service. You know, even churches are meeting on Zoom and uh, peer support groups. Harm reduction is still working. You know. Drug abuse, alcoholism, mm-hmm. depression, uh, all those things don't stop. Eating disorders, those things don't stop because there's a pandemic. So that means for spiritual workers, if you will, uh, our work doesn't stop either. Uh, God doesn't stop working. Uh, the universe doesn't stop working. Mm-hmm. The stars still align. Uh, we continue and we, and we press on. So the resources are definitely there. And my, my, I'm available Uh, to to women that are, that are seeking a a hand. And if I'm not the person for you that I know plenty of women that, that are willing. And as well as uh, there are plenty of men that are, that are absolutely capable and and wonderful catapulting people into another realm of, of uh, happiness, if you will, and and peace. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. We've seen a lot of those, uh, a lot of those things that you mentioned with, uh, eating disorders and domestic violence and depression just, you know, skyrocket during these, uh, you know, last six months. Um, but it's so important, like you said, that to know that the help is out there and where to find it. And, you know, like, like you said, if, if you can't help, you know, someone who can, and, um, so we you're, we could find you over at Strategic Behavioral Health or with QC Harm Reduction. And um, I will, in the show notes, have your, whatever information you would like to give me uh, regarding how we can, you know, get in touch with you and, uh, and those places. So we'll... Thank you, Laura, so much for sharing your story Absolutely. and coming on.
1: Yes, and and last last note, mm-hmm. if you don't mind, Lisa, um, if you're in the middle of something right now, if you're struggling with anything, if the pandemic has really put you in a place where it's worse than it ever has been before, uh, now, who's to say now's not the time? You know, people are are struggling now, like you had mentioned, Lisa. And my, my prayer and my hope and my energies are all being sent to those people. And uh, there's never going to be a right time. So why not now?
0: Exactly. Well, thank you, Laura.
1: Thank you, Lisa.
0: Thanks for listening to the Tell Me Your Story podcast. You can find Laura on Instagram at auto.dictate, A U T O dot D I C. T-A-T-E and contact her by email or phone, which can be found in the show notes. Be sure to visit lswellnessqc.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and sign up for our newsletter. If you're enjoying this episode, it helps us tremendously if you would go to your favorite podcatcher and leave us a review right now. It takes less than a minute and helps push us up in the search rankings. We promise to keep providing killer content for you. And hopefully you see that value and head over there right now and review us. Until next time, beautiful souls.